welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joan. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing some tips about the Skyliner, since it's kind of the newest mode of transportation. And since this is our holiday-themed episode, we're going to be going through the, the year and kind of who's on our naughty and nice list, essentially, for all of 2019. Yeah, so if they're on our naughty list... They're getting coal. Yeah. I'm looking at you, baby Yoda. No. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into our, our main topics, touch on some Disney news. So this week, the final movie in the Skywalker saga, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, was released. We saw it Thursday opening night. We'll we'll be recording a, uh, a kind of like a spoiler recap where we kind of discuss the the movie in detail i think we'll put that up on our on our patreon page maybe make it available uh to everyone for a few weeks before we make it patreon exclusive but but we'll have that up up there later this week i think overall just kind of initial reactions i I thought it was a good movie probably not the best in the series by far it looks like it's opening to about 176 million opening weekend which is much lower than episode seven and eight which both uh, open to over 200 million. Oh, wow. So a little yeah. bit of a drop. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Not, not, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't when you sit, it, it was a good movie to sit down and watch, but whenever you sit down and think about it, doesn't quite hold as much water as you'd like it to. Right. So yeah, like I said, we'll get on that on a separate episode where we kind of discuss spoilers and, and plot information and everything like that. Um, but so some other Disney news, uh, Disney announced, at Disneyland, the Disney After Dark events will be coming back for 2020. So they're going to be having an 80s night, a Sweethearts night, Pixar night, and Villains night this year. What? So, yeah. So these are going to be hard ticketed events. Which one do you think hours. I would be most interested in? Oh, man. Maybe the Pixar one or Villains. Which one? Uh, I'll go Villains night. Ah, good job. You okay. know me pretty well. So I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm very interested that you didn't even bother trying to pick out Sweetheart Night. Yeah, <laughs> you I were like, nope, none of that mushy junk. <laughs> Villains Night. So 80s Night's going to be January 29th, and that's going to be starting. These all start at six o'clock. Uh, Sweetheart's Night. That's actually going to be two nights uh, in February. Obviously, right around Valentine's Day, it's going to be February 12th and 13th. Pixar Night is going to be March 5th, and then Villains Night is April 30th. So tickets are on sale now if you are interested in that. What does this entail? So they're they're after hours events, and then each one is is themed differently. So let for instance, Pixar Night, um, according to the Disney Parks blog, they're going to have interactive dance parties with your favorite Pixar characters. There's going to be uh, Russell and Carl from Up, Joy and Sadness from Inside Out, exclusive photo opportunities, specialty foods, drinks, mm-hmm. merchandise. So kind of just a an after hours event. So there'll be less uh, people so in the park. So kind of like Mickey's very merry almost. Exactly. Like yeah. It's lower, it's one of those, but like but themed key. differently. Yeah. Exactly. I'm cool. um, I'm interested. April thirtieth. Let's buy our tickets. Go to Villains Night. So yeah. And then we also recently got a look at uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is going to be opening at Hollywood Studios March fourth. So we got kind of our initial uh, footage kind of behind the scenes of that this is all based off the new uh, recent mickey cartoons uh, that are out now and it, it looks really interesting so you are on a 
a train going through. And the interesting kind of factoid that they had about that is the, the whistle that they used in Steamboat Willie is actually the whistle that's on the train of this vehicle taking you around. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it, it, it looks really good. I mean, just, you know, very colorful, uh, you know, kind of what you would expect. You're, you're essentially going into the world of a cartoon. So, uh, again, not a, a ton of details, but our first look, and I, I think it looks really good. This is going to use the trackless ride system. So I think this will end up being a really good ride. Yeah. Again, anything like Pooh's Honey Hunt <laughs> is gold. All right, so jumping into our main topic, we'll start with the Skyliner, and we were uh, lucky enough to be able to ride the Skyliner mm-hmm. a few times during our most recent trip. And since it is relatively new, you know, I I thought it would be good to kind of you know talk about our experience a little bit and just give um, you know some like helpful tips about it because while it is a great transportation system, I think. Disney's still working out some of the operational issues, so there's not necessarily a lot of uh, great information on it, especially if the Skyliner is having issues. You know, if it's down for some reason, you may not know why. It's, you know, it, it can be kind of confusing at times, and we'll, we'll get into our one experience uh, when it shut down when we were on it you know, as well. And it's kind of like they, they didn't do necessarily a great job of explaining what was happening. I think that can cause for some confusion, especially since a week after it opened, it was stuck for three hours and they had to evacuate people on it. So you can be kind of, you know, nervous riding it. So the, the first thing to know about the Skyliner is that it connects uh, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, the Art of Animation, Pop Century Resorts, and the new Riviera Resort, which just recently opened. So if you're in any of those areas, you can take the Skyliner. And it actually is a really nice transportation system. So we stayed at Art of Animation mm-hmm. and it made it really nice because there's there's basically no lines you can get right on it and from oh and it, 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 and Caribbean Beach so from Art of Animation it takes you to uh, Caribbean Beach which then you disembark and depending on where you want to go from Big there, words there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you can catch another line to take you to somewhere else so. either Hollywood Studios or Epcot depending on which way you want right. to go right I was thinking I, I do want to say with the Skyliner and I might be jumping ahead of you a little bit I think that if the crowds in the park are really, really bad and the lines for the buses are really long, it might be a good alternative um, transportation, but it probably depends on where you stay. I'd say from Art of Animation, it was a relatively long commute, I think, to get to a lot of the parks. It's not going to really save you time. It's just a No, I think it would save you time. You think? That's the furthest... That is the furthest point. Like if you're going from Epcot to Art of Animation, that's the furthest point. But I think even at that, it's still probably 15 minutes overall. So I think depending on how long you had to wait for a bus, I think you could get there quicker uh, taking the Skyliner. I mean, to your point, it is a great mode of transportation. You get a unique view on the property. Right. That's another thing to to know about it. We should do some some time. I I would hate to do this because I love just being with you, but sometime we should just go one One of us take the skyliner and one of us take the bus and time it yeah well we wouldn't have to time it we just see who gets there first who gets there quicker i i do think the skyliner assuming it doesn't stop so that is one thing to know about it if you are riding it you may stop every now and then don't get scared and think oh my gosh it broke i'm stuck up here forever uh it does just temporarily stop for whatever reason if they if they need to stop the line because maybe somebody is having a little bit trouble getting on or off the nice thing is, if you do have a, a wheelchair or an electric scooter, they actually have separate cars for that that they 
pull them off the line so they are completely yeah, stationary. Really, it's really nice. It's on, a great yeah. integration. It's not yes. like whenever you're on the rides and they they freeze the whole ride in order to get somebody on and off. It is actually like those cars pull off and it doesn't really even seem I mean, we didn't I don't think we saw anybody using one, did we? No, but you just see them kind of sitting there waiting for people to use. Right, right. So they can load it in. And they probably have to pause the line, but it's probably very brief. Exactly. Yeah. So if you have that or, or because otherwise it, they're just constantly moving. You just have to kind of step on or off. But you can get you, you can get stopped uh, for a little bit. But that's something to know. But yeah, to your point, depending on where you're going, it, it can be a long ride. But I think it's no more than probably 15 minutes from any one point to another. It is a much more enjoyable ride than riding a bus, though, I think, in general. Right. Um, because you're up above the property. There's and nice airflow s- in there and everything. It's mm-hmm. not, like, really warm. or it, it was cold, actually, when we went. And it wasn't like it was very cold in there. Because they can uh, close the windows so there's not as much airflow. So it you get a nice breeze, but it's not like freezing cold or anything mm-hmm. and if there's less just like any other thing if there's less people trying to ride the skyliner they will give you if you're you know it's just you and your husband or you and your wife or what if your family they'll give you your own car if it's more crowded then they'll they'll kind of maybe put you on with somebody else yeah, i think each time we rode it we were maybe with three or four other people i mean they can hold 10 total but i think probably the most we had was five or six yeah. in a car so they never packed it full with with 10 people in it mm-hmm. um i will say one of, one of the other things i wanted to mention again going back to your point of it can take a long time if you're in hollywood studios i would not take it to epcot because that is probably the farthest commute because mm-hmm. you essentially backtrack because hollywood studios goes to the caribbean beach which is kind of like a, a hub station there mm-hmm. so then you have to you have to get off there and get on the line that goes to Epcot, which then basically backtracks the, the way you came yeah. and then to, to, towards Hollywood Studios and then turns off and goes over to Epcot. So that we, we did ride that and that seemed to take forever uh-huh. because you're, you're going back the way you came for part of it. It would be, I think, quicker to walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot than it would be to take the Skyliner because that's you know, maybe a half a mile to a mile walk that even at a very casual pace, you could take it. But there's, I would, so I would say if you're at Hollywood studios or Epcot, you know, walk the boardwalk or take the, the, uh, boats that go from one to the other, because I think that's a quicker option or even a bus, because it just, it really seems to take forever on the Skyliner. Yeah. Um, But definitely if you're just going from a park to a hotel, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and I think, and then the last thing, I mean, kind of to know is, again, if it stops briefly, like, don't get scared, but it does still seem to have, like, downtime that's really Mm -hmm. unexplained. I mean, we we saw it where it was closed, but they were still running the cars (laughs) constantly, and I think it was because of high winds they had it closed, but it's it's very confusing because you see it running, but nobody's on it. We rode it the one time. We got on it at Art of Animation. <laughs> oh, man. We made it to, uh, we made it to Caribbean Beach, and we got off there. And we're heading to Epcot, and we got stopped on the line for a, a few minutes after we left towards Epcot. And then when we got to the Riviera, you can get off at the Riviera, or, or you can keep going. But they said 
okay, everybody get off. And we said, oh, no, we're going to Epcot. They said, no, everybody has to get off here. Mm-hmm. And and they just say, get off. And they said, there's a bus right over there to take you to Epcot. And they never said... They never said why. They never said, we're shutting it down. There's yeah. high winds. There's an issue. It's just like, everybody get off. And it's very confusing because you're thinking, oh, no, I, I want to keep going to Epcot. And they're, and they're right. like... Right, because it's the one place right. that they let you stay on. Like... Because it's just a it's just a throughway, really. It's so yeah. We were kind of confused why they kicked us off without any explanation. Yeah, I was like, are you are we are you mis like are you not understanding what we're trying to do yeah. or like and it was it was very confusing. They're like, no, just get off, and then there you know somebody directs you of oh hey, I hear there's a bus over there that's going to take us yeah to Epcot, and then you have to go wait at a bus stop. I will say the nice thing, you know, Disney does have that down that if if it does shut down and they have to evacuate people off of it at the station or if if they close it, they will send extra buses to those stations to then take you to where you want to go. So it's not like if you if you went to the the Epcot one and it's closed, there's going to be buses there for you. Yeah, I was going to say we you. didn't we didn't wait at least for a bus. They were yeah, sitting they, there they waiting. Had them they they special knew special buses there for you. They knew that they were having an issue or whatever and they had it they were prepared for it. But yeah, it was kind of a bummer because we were I think we were like on the very last leg of that little journey over and then we basically essentially had to backtrack on the bus we and it took past, us like twice as long to get there. We drove past Art of Animation. Yeah, on to, the way. Yeah, to get to Epcot. So that, yeah. that did take a long time. Uh, so that is one thing to know that if you have to be somewhere at a certain time. Yeah, the people we were on with, they, they, had, had, dinner they had dinner reservations yeah. so, at the Poly. And yeah, so maybe not take the Skyline yeah. in that case. But but they do have they do have the buses there. But yeah, so it seems like high winds, they're going to close it down. Obviously, if there's a thunderstorm or heavy rains, they're going to close it down. So just kind of be aware of that. If it is, because we went, I think it was the high winds. It was you know very windy. And again, they still run the cars, so you may think it's working, uh-huh. but it's really not. So that's just something to be aware of. And, and if you do have to be somewhere in a certain amount of time, again, for the most part, if it doesn't stop, you're getting you're getting anywhere in 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, but you could have like that where we had to get on a bus and we drove past our hotel. It probably took us probably 45 minutes, I would say, yeah, it to was, get from our hotel to Epcot. Uh, yeah, I think it was about 45 minutes. I mean, we luckily were, even though we were only there for a few days, we weren't really in a big rush. We were just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Well, this will be fun to talk about. Yeah, like, we, were, yeah we were just, yeah, it actually, I mean, it worked out. Uh-huh. We were just heading back to the park, just food and wine just to, you know, check some more just to food eat. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just to get some more of the food. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an interesting experience, but I could see how, you know, people that aren't, really familiar with Disney or the skyline. I mean, we kind of, you know, knew what to expect. We were okay with it, but if you're there and you haven't been to Disney in a while and you're riding this new transportation and all of a sudden they're saying everybody has to get off here yeah, and it's not really, you know, greatly communicated that, no, we have to close this due to weather conditions and that was th- there'll the be confused- a bus to take you. They're just like, get off, get yeah, off, so get That off. was the most confusing part because I feel like Disney cast members are usually very good at kind of, I don't know, explaining those kind of things. And I think that maybe because it's so new, they just weren't very well versed in how to treat it and say, yeah, we have to, we have to shut down. I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. Like that was, that was something that wasn't said that typically you, you would have said to you in a Disney park. Exactly. I mean, when we had gone in November, it it had been open maybe two, three months tops. So that, and that's kind of, you know, what I said at the beginning is I think they're still working through some of these operational issues of how to communicate to people if there is a problem. Because if, if you stop like on the line while you're running, uh, just a recorded message comes up that says, mm. hey, we're temporarily stopped. 
will be resuming momentarily. I mean, there's no real information to it. And even the people that were stuck up there for hours, nobody came on to give them an update that said, hey, we're going to have to start evacuating. It was just that repeated message that played every 10 or 15 minutes. Which so, would be infuriating just to hear that over well, and over Well, it's again. infuriating and it's probably pretty scary because you don't know what's going on, you right. know, and it's it's hard to do. So luckily, you know, they got us off at the station and so we weren't like stuck up there. But yeah. it is kind of like, well, hey, what's what's happening? You know, nobody's really telling you. But I'm sure Disney will, will work that out as, yeah. as time goes on, so... All right, so kind of rolling in, like I said, holiday-themed here, Naughty Nice. So we'll start with the Skyliner. Huh. So we're, we're going to go through some of the, the big items of 2019 that, that happened uh, Disney-related. So the Skyliner, Naughty or Nice on your list. Are they getting coal or are they getting presents this year? Uh, for this year, I Again, think... It, it broke down. Yeah, I was going to say, I would say that they're on the Naughty list just okay. because, of the, because of the issues they've been having. And I think that that's a little... I'm being a little harsh on them because I mean, most of the stuff Disney related is going to be pretty nice. So, um, I, th- but I think that maybe there's some kinks that they need to work out. So I'll say on the naughty list this time. Okay. I will, uh, play both sides of the field here. I'll say it's nice cause it's a great transportation system. And I'll yes. say it's on the naughty list because you're right. It had that breakdown. People were stuck on it, but yeah, I think I'll probably, I'll, I'll agree with you on this one. Just slightly leaning, more towards the naughty list just because of the few bumps it had. But I think 2020, it's back on the nice list. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that maybe... I would definitely ride it. It's a great, it's a great transportation I wouldn't give it system. coal for Christmas, but maybe no, like, you know, you know big a, big ticket items exactly, in, underneath right, the tree. Right. It's, you know, it's it's maybe getting one present instead of two this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I don't know, though. You have to specify. It's one okay present okay. like because you could get one present it could be a pony that's a pretty balling present <laughs> so <laughs> not getting a pony so. yeah no ponies under the tree right but but like i said though, i i would still ride i wouldn't be afraid of it breaking down or anything i think they've have that kind of stuff worked out like yeah. you're not gonna get stuck up there and it is it is a really fun you know mode of transportation so all right next one live action remakes so this year we had aladdin and we had The Lion King. Uh, and then we had another Maleficent movie. So Disney's live action remakes. Now, they're all printing money at this point, but naughty or nice. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go on this one. Um, again, for argument's sake, just to just play the devil's advocate, I would go naughty. Because uh, you hate The Lion King remake. <laughs> I, I know that's where you were going. No, because I think overall I ended up re- recommending it on the podcast. I thought it, was, it had a lot of strong points, but... I just don't particularly love what Disney's doing with them. Um, I would prefer Disney to develop original content and put their creative minds to that as opposed to revitalizing these animated films that, I mean, most of them at least translate better on animation. Like I would almost rather see them do computer animating and really add to the movies than make them live action. Like, I think that almost would be a better adaptation. Now, I think that, like, Aladdin, I would recommend that. I loved that. I know that not everybody did, but I loved Aladdin. I thought it was a great live-action adaptation. And the Maleficent movies, I think, are, I don't know. I kind of, I don't want to say played out, but kind of played out. So I'm going to go nice list on this one. I love the live-action remakes. I'm a big (laughs) fan of these. I think Aladdin was great. Uh, I think Lion King was great. Yeah, the Maleficent ones, you know, aren't as good. And that's not really... 
a live action remake because yeah, I would say th- that's, that's actually a, that's a not even action, fair to throw yeah, it in. So that's there a live action original. So if we just look at Aladdin and Lion King, definitely putting it on the nice. That's like list. calling Pirates of the Caribbean a remake. Correct. Yeah, that's not that's not really a remake. But the Lion King, just for the the technological advancements that movie made and how great that movie looked, and I think Aladdin was. I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked that one and how good mm. Will Smith was in it. So I definitely say, nice list. Keep making the movies. I, I think they're going to be great. My prediction, though, is for 2020, we have, what, Little Mermaid coming and out Mulan. and Mulan. Mulan looks so good. And I can imagine that The Little Mermaid, if done correctly, might put put it on live Lin-Manuel's action Lin-Manuel involved. I don't think he can do any yeah, wrong. If you say. have not seen the trailer for In the Heights, which is oh the movie gosh. coming out based on the other award-winning musical that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote. <laughs> this is our segment uh, within our podcast about Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't think he can do any wrong. Everything he touches is gold. He's the new Midas. He did In the Heights, which was, again, award-winning. This movie looks great. Hamilton is great. He helped out on Moana, which was great. Uh, yeah, he wrote a lot of the he's music Mar- for Moana. in Mary Poppins. You know, he, he did... Uh, you know, some music for The Force Awakens, which was a great movie. Everything he touches is gold. So I think if he's involved in The Little Mermaid, it's going to be incredible. And Lynn, we trust. I think that's <laughs> I think that's all we need. <laughs> so, Are you going to get struck down now? <laughs> <laughs> I, you might. So sticking with the movies, Marvel Studios. So this year we saw the release of Endgame. That was the big uh, feature for Marvel this year. We also saw Spider-Man Far From Home. But I'm going to put Marvel top of my nice list. They did an incredible job wrapping up the Infinity Saga. Endgame may be the greatest movie ever made. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... You know, put it up there with... Uh, put it up there with... Uh, Gone with the Wind and Casablanca. I mean, kick those What's to the... What's the Rosebud one? Citizen Kane. Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kick those to the curb. We don't want any of that black and white garbage anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody uh, scream. There's so many people uh, probably screaming at you right now. They're screaming, we agree. We agree. Endgame no, all the I way. I mean, your so. mother's one of them. <laughs> no, my mom agrees. Endgame's all the way. So yeah, they're... Uh, not over sound... Uh, sound Was it Sound of Music? Oh, I said Gone with the Wind. Oh, uh, Gone with the Wind. Well, not no, over that either. Sound of Music's good. So, but you know, I, I think it is, you know, it, it is definitely on the nice list and... And we'll talk about this a little bit more when we get into The Rise of Skywalker. But as I was sitting at The Rise of Skywalker, I was almost thinking this movie suffers because it opened in a year and is living in a world where Endgame exists. Where Marvel where Marvel does this multi-movie saga so well and wraps things up so well that whenever these other movies try to do it, you know, DC, but even Star mm-hmm. Wars, it, it, it pales in comparison to it. Yeah, um, I also would agree. Uh, the way that Marvel wrapped up the um, this like whole phase, uh, I would be wrapping up a lot of presents for it. It definitely makes my nice list, and I think that it would probably deserve. It, it deserves. Tesla. It's getting a Tesla. I was gonna say it deserves the Tesla, the, the, the Cybertruck, Cyber <laughs> and a pony, and maybe an Xbox. We'll, th- we'll throw on that iPhone 11. An iPhone 11, yeah, it it, it gets everything. Pro, it, gets, it can afford it too. Pro, it, Pro Max. It made enough plus money. whatever the the new Apple's called. It made enough money. It can it can afford all that stuff. So it it actually deserves a whole fruit bat basket. A fruit basket, interesting. Um, well, because they, it's getting an Apple. Gets the rest of the fruit basket. <laughs> like, what are you talking <laughs> really about? Really bad fruit, dad joke. A fruit basket. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> no. Good um, job there. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, so next one on the list, Disney Plus. 
Ooh. I think this gets nice just for the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're interested in some of the original content on there, we check out uh, our previous episode from either last week or the week before where we talked about all the Disney Plus shows. But yes. the world according to Jeff Goldblum is great. The Mandalorian is great. Oh my gosh, I think, yeah. I think the, the whole The Imagineering world, series is great. The whole world's in agreement that the Mandalorian's fantastic. The Mandalorian is what I wanted Star Wars to be. I, it, it was... It's it's everything that you want, and I think yeah, it it's it's just fantastic. Yeah, so being anyway, a, being able to see the whole back catalog, I yeah. think Disney Plus, Disney nice Plus list, no is question. is on the nice list. I will say though, it it does get a couple knocks. It's not going to get like a Cybertruck or anything, just because there have been a few like I've encountered a few little technical issues. I like how we are now qualifying. Okay, so there's the nice list, and then there's like the super nice the super list. Nice then list. there's like the naughty list, but there's like the you know what you're on the naughty list, but you're not like really that bad. You're just like <laughs> a slap on the wrist. I was gonna say when you're talking about Disney, there's really no naughty list. It's just like I mean, you could have done a little better there, Disney. Oh, Disney's had some duds back in the day. I mean, yeah, but I, I feel like lately it's lately, not. yeah, yeah, yeah they've been pretty, pretty fire. So right, right. you kind of have to have varying levels. We're in the new golden age, so. <laughs> All right, jumping to the parks. So the new Epcot Forever show. So the, the fireworks show at Epcot that took the place of Illuminations and is the temporary show until uh, the, the new permanent replacement comes on in another year. Uh, would you say naughty or nice? I would put the kites that are lit up on the nice list. They're like these cool fiber optic, optic kites, and I would put the show on the naughty list. Yeah, I... I it's just a show it's yeah, not we, great it yeah. doesn't it's nothing that you're gonna want to leave magic kingdom like you're gonna still want to make the trip to magic kingdom to see the castle show you're not gonna or you might even want to go to um oh my goodness phantasmic is still way better than yeah over hollywood studios, yeah over hollywood right. studios this is by far the worst show no close like not even close uh yeah i guess if you put up to rivers of light even over at Animal Kingdom, yeah, you can definitely see that it is a a temporary show. It's it's really not made to be like a permanent replacement. It is a mm-hmm. it is a good show, uh, but yeah, I think I have to agree with you. This one goes on the naughty list. Hits. I think when it leaves, I don't think anybody's really going to miss, miss it. it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it it doesn't really make the mark for the Disney standard. Right. All right, and then Galaxy's Edge. So we saw the opening of Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland and Disney World this year. And now both rides are open at Disney World, Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. I think this is easily on the nice list just due to the immersion of it, the rise. I mean, we went before Rise of the Resistance opened, and I'm saying it's on the nice list. Now with that open, I think it's definitely on the nice list. Just the the interactive experiences. And we talked about this, again, a few episodes ago in our trip recap of just the, you know the lightsaber experience and the droid experience and and all the characters and the cantina and just the level of detail they went into that when you enter that land, you are, you're completely cut off from the rest of the world and you do feel like you are on a star Wars planet. It's, it is probably the best thing the Imagineers have ever done. Yeah. I I would agree that it definitely makes that. It makes the nice list. Again, I don't think it's getting a cyber truck. We you say this like we really. Truck. I was gonna say it. We I don't even know. Like we love the cyber. I don't truck even or know something. that the cyber truck deserves to be on the nice list. I think <laughs> no. that maybe. I think we have this backwards. I think the people on the naughty list get the cyber truck. Because <laughs> I don't know that I would want one of those. 
I don't. I mean, I don't know. But I think we're saying just just imagine replace Cybertruck with whatever you think is awesome. Yes. And that's that's just our standard. Which again, I don't even know that we think the Cybertruck's that awesome. Wait, yeah, yeah. Something very futuristic and cool and that very few people have. A hovercraft. Uh, there we go. There we go. A hover. But like a, like a not like, a like one, one of those. A real one. No, not one of the ones that people call a hovercraft that don't actually hover. Hover. Yeah, we're talking like hoverboards. Like an actual gravity-defying spacecraft. <laughs> that's what that's what they deserve. So. Yeah, I I yeah. Galaxy's Edge makes makes the. Oh, so nice I got list. you sidetracked there. You forgot what you were going to say. I did. I completely forgot what we were talking. <laughs> Galaxy's about. Edge. Yeah, Which, Galaxy. You know what? Hovercraft fits in Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yeah, I do want to give. I do want to give a special co- commendation. I don't think I said this last time, um, but the people who are working at Galaxy's Edge, uh, particularly the people who are on that early crew, where they are oh, just a Hollywood controlling studios. the crowds. Just a Hollywood yes. studios people. Uh, yeah, they they're in. controlling the, cl- the crowds and walking people to Galaxy's Edge. They did a fantastic job of holding their lines. Like I almost felt like I was a sheep. Um, and they were they, they were, were hurting you in there. Yeah. yeah, like they were the herding dogs and they created a really nice line. The communication, we were at the front of that. Disney should get actual herding dogs to help with this. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. The actual like the communication among the cast members of okay, hey, you're you're walking a little bit too far ahead. Okay, I need you guys to hold up and take a take a few seconds while we stretch the corner. Um, I thought that that was really fascinating how well they worked together for that. And I can imagine that's even uh, a bigger task now with mm-hmm. the crowds because uh, every day it seems like there are people posting pictures of hey here at 5 30 ready to yes. get my boarding pass yes and they did and they changed how the boarding groups they actually will not give boarding groups out until the official park opening so you can get there early but you're not gonna be able to get your boarding group till the park opens but yeah just the, the waves of people coming in for rise of the resistance the waves of people coming in for the holidays i mean there's people there lining up hours and hours early so that's an even bigger task now, but they do a great job of it. They do. Last one. I think it's the most important one. Baby Yoda. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's it. Baby Yoda. Like I said earlier, I think he's on the naughty list. What? No, I'm just kidding. No, Baby Yoda, I think, is forever on the nice list. And if you haven't seen the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, uh, what don't, are you doing? don't listen for 10 seconds, but Disney, what are you doing? If you do anything to hurt Baby Yoda, we will mutiny. <laughs> Did you see the meme that's like, if anything happens to Baby Yoda, I I love Disney, but I will burn the parks to yeah, the ground. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's about where I yeah. how I feel. Yeah, I think I think Baby Yoda, he gets all the gifts. Whatever we we're giving to Marvel, I'm, he gets that times two. Oh yeah, because Baby Baby Yoda gets everything he Wait, wants. Wait, so he's so he's cute. Like, Who's a good Baby Yoda? He's a good. Who's baby, a good Baby he's Yoda? A good baby Yoda. You're a good Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think he he gets a pony. He gets a pod. He gets one of those really cool horse creatures that they had. Space in, horse. Yeah, the space he horses. Gets space horse. He gets a space horse. He gets... I think know, we need to give him a little baby lots lightsaber. Of frogs. Let's give him a little baby lightsaber. L- lots of frogs. Frogs? Yeah. yeah. But how about a little baby lightsaber, though? Could you imagine baby Yoda with a little a tiny baby, lightsaber? Little baby lightsaber. <laughs> what color would it like, what color? Stuff with it? What color would his lightsaber be? I don't know, green. We'll go with green because he's green. Wow, original. <laughs> well, there's only so many colors you could have. Well, maybe so far. Well, maybe if he has a rainbow one because he's don't... so special. But it, if he had a rainbow one, I think that would have shown up in one of the later movies too. Because there is there's also that issue of this happens in between existing movies, so they can't have anything too out of place happen because this happens between episodes three and four. Uh, so if yeah. if... If he would have some crazy colored lightsaber, then 
it's like, well, why doesn't it exist in the six movies that happened after this? So I don't, I don't know. I guess you're right. So I think he's gonna have a green one. But yeah, he's definitely he's definitely on the nice list. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I I think that kind of wraps up. You know this. Uh, now fun, that you have the warm fuzzies. Yeah, this wraps up our fun holiday themed episode. Uh, have a have a great holiday week, everyone. Thanks for listening. You know, we've had a we've had a great year this year. Yeah, happy holidays. Yeah, we we appreciate all the listeners. Without you, we wouldn't be able to continue to do this. So make sure you tell your friends when you're sitting around at your your holiday dinners. Be like, you know, oh my goodness, what a great, great podcast idea. to listen to. Enchanted ears. You know, they're they're kind of annoying to listen to sometimes, <laughs> but. But but they can be funny every now and then. You know what? Better yet, just just you can just print out some business cards and then slip them in all the Disney gifts that you give all of your relatives. Exactly. <laughs> if you enjoy this gift, you may enjoy this podcast. Brought to you by the Enchanted Ears Podcast. There you go. Uh, but yeah, but but make sure you leave us a uh, rating or a review. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Apple. Google, Stitcher, uh, wherever you get your podcast, uh, make sure you check us out there. Uh, and uh, just, you know, thanks everybody again for listening. Thanks for letting us your ears. Yeah, and we'll uh, see you here next week. Thanks. Bye.